You know, you're pretty good at this. At what? You know, oh, it's over for this core. Matthews must be hurt. Okay, okay. Can you be like, oh, Hawkeye's never gonna win the lottery. Let's go! Give me what I want! Kick down the door! Drew, you are not doing this! What the not nice! There's a giant head! <laughs> you hear yourself! I made like 2,000 of these. I'd like to have fun. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. Puppy Ziggy! The net didn't get knocked off three times or were three disallowed goals and the Leafs still won! What do we get everyone for Christmas? That's right, more excuses! Hackeye's not gonna win the lottery. Oh, let's go! Leafs win! Four to two over the Detroit Red Wings. They won all four games on the road trip. They're one of the hottest teams in the National Hockey League and one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. Nothing makes sense. I mean, I don't know why I didn't see this coming. I was really upset when they were bad earlier in the season and so many people told me, actually, the Leafs have a recipe. And that recipe is be mediocre before going on a meteoric rise. No one makes me question the evidence of my eyes and ears more than the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's part of the fun of watching them. Before we get to all that, wanna bet? You can do it at Sports Interactive. Canada Sportsbook. Do you think a 17 game point streak is about to go 18? Well, you can bet before the game live in play or on one of their many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Visit sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Now, last game was the Toronto Maple Leafs dominating a team and then they won. This game was the Leafs getting dominated by a team and then they won. Dude, the Leafs got outshot in every single period of this one and by a couple wide margins. 10 to five in the first, well that's not very good. 15 to 14 in the second, all right, a little bit of pushback. Followed by six to 19 in the third. It's not a rule, but generally speaking, getting more than tripled up in the shot department in the third period is not good, but a little bit of score effects involved on account of the Leafs were winning basically all game. And the Leafs haven't had too many games like this in the first quarter or so of the season, but they played a game where the other team's goalie just wasn't very good. All night long I was trolling Jesse Blake because his love, love of his life, Billy Uso, kinda got lit up. Let's take it from the top because the Red Wings were not the first team to give up a goal. Less than five minutes in, the Leafs top line is out on the ice, Austin Matthews, I like that. Then the Red Wings turn it into a two-on-one where a rookie is the one guarding the two-on-one and oh no! But it's okay, Mac Hollowell did a good job defending it by himself. Did he get a little help from his friends? N no no not really, no. It, this looks like not a lot of fun. Well it might be fun if, it, if you're wearing like one of the those ridiculous reverse retro jerseys. All right, we, we need to, but before we talk about the goal, the Red Wings scored here, okay? They banged it in. What else do you need to know? We need to talk about these Detroit reverse retros. Cause I saw some people bending and breaking saying, actually, it's pretty good. No, 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 you didn't say it was good when it came out. And I know a lot of these things are better once they hit the ice and these ones are better. But let me ask you a question. Are these good jerseys or is the color red just cool? That's all this jersey is. It's a red jersey, it says Detroit, and there's some black stripes on it. Now I know what you're thinking. Steve, it's called the reverse retro. Now I know what you're thinking. The old jersey is just a white jersey that says Detroit with a bunch of red stripes on it. Can I just say that stinks too? And you're not obligated to honor history that stinks. Dude, the winged wheel is one of the best logos in hockey. It's one of the best logos in sports. And because of that, every time the Red Wings have a jersey that doesn't have that winged wheel right on the chest, it's dumb. We know where you play. So maybe this is being petty, but good shirt bad jersey. I feel like a jersey needs to have a certain amount of creativity to it and this is just sort of 
a nice shade of red. It looks good in the same way that a plain red shirt looks good. But Red Wings fans, before you think I'm hating too much, too many people said the Red Wings jersey and the Chicago Blackhawks reverse retro jersey looked identical. And I'm here to say that they do basically look identical and I can't explain it, but yours is better. I can't quite describe why the Blackhawks jersey sucks like a significantly more than the Red Wings reverse retro jersey, but it, it really does. Anyway, so it's less than five minutes in Detroit's up one nothing, and no one's happy about it except for Detroit fans and who cares what they think? I'm, I'm kidding, I'm sorry. Fast forward to a few minutes later, I wanna pause, take a minute to talk about what I said on today's podcast. Cause what I, what I said on a recent podcast was, I'm convinced Austin Matthews is playing hurt. He followed that up by scoring last game against Pittsburgh. And there was something about that goal. There was a magic to that goal. The slick Michael Bunting pass, the Austin Matthews five on five shot from his forehand. And somehow a shot like that didn't go in before game 23. But for me, it was the silly. The just rah! That wasn't relief, it was a war cry. And specifically what I said on the podcast is that was the roar of a lion ready to come out of its den. Mac Hollowell gives a puck to Michael Bunting and that's a good idea. Good idea because Michael Bunting can give it to Austin Matthews. And Austin Matthews can give it to the very fabric of time and space before ripping it by you! Puck goes in and again! That lion is all the way out of its den and it's ready to take back its kingdom. 1-1. One, one. Less than a minute later, oh isn't that nice, the Leafs get a power play. And less than a minute later, they score. Sandine puts it on and it's amazing how well he puts it on. Dude, we, we need to have a longer conversation that maybe he should be the PP1 guy when Riley's back and I love Riley, but. But he puts it on, whacking at it in front, sticks and legs, it springs free to William Nylander who does not miss. That's his 13th of the season, and when I saw it was his 13th of the season, it made me do a little math. Because someone on the stream on Saturday on Sportsnet's YouTube channel asked me, will Matthews hit 40? And the amazing thing is that even though Matthews is slumping, at the time I was answering that question, he was still on pace for about 33 goals. Then he scored in that very game against the Penguins and the number went up to 35. He has now scored in this game and the number is a little over 37. But that's with 11 goals in 24 games. William Nylander has 13 in 24 games and it feels like we should be talking a little bit more about the fact that William Nylander is on pace for over 40 goals, 44 to be exact. That young man is having a season and the Leafs have the lead. Oh, and at the time that this goal was scored, it was just the third Leaf shot of the game about halfway through the period and the second one that went in, LOL. So we go to intermission and you gotta think the message in the Detroit room. All right, we all played them in the first. You know, how about we, can we get a save? Let's get a save and we'll be fine. Less than a minute in. Giordano gives it to Mitch Marner. That's a good idea. That's a, that's what guys in their 30s do is they give it to Mitch Marner. That's exactly what I would have done. Good, good job, Mark. So you went to all my online classes of how to hockey and Mitch rips it. Oh, I'm not gonna lie, that, that shouldn't have gone in. Listen, listen, good goal scorers know how to rip it and it goes in, it just finds its way in. And this is a good shot and everything well, well placed, really hard and fast. But oh, Billy, oh no. 52 seconds in, he gets a piece of it and it's not enough of a piece of it. 
and the Leafs are now up 3-1. I believe that was their sixth shot of the game, so we're in the second period, and Detroit have only stopped half of the shots they've faced. And less than eight minutes later, we get even more. Austin Matthews gives it to Rasmus Sandin at the blue line. He just floats it on the same way he did for the power play goal. Except for this one, Michael Bunting is in front, being a cantankerous little scamp. He doesn't touch the puck, and if he did, it might have been a high stick, but he didn't touch the puck, and this just sort of goes in. And before I could say, are they thinking about Pola? Oh look, he's already on his way to the bench. And dude, four goals on 13 shots against Villiu, so yoink, Nedeljkovic goes in the net. The Leafs chase Uso less than halfway through the game, halfway through regulation. And like I mentioned, the Red Wings outshot the Leafs 19 to six in the third period, but only one of those 19 shots, one of them snuck past Murray, a really well-placed tip from Adam Ernie. The Leafs bend, but don't break. We're not gonna have another 10 to seven game, huh? And the Leafs win. Big reason why the Leafs won, especially with the performance that they gave in the third period, and something that I noticed a lot uh, sort of over the last couple weeks, but particularly in this period. Matt Murray battles, man. Like, like myself and I think a lot of other Leaf fans, we look at his injury history and we think he might be injury prone. Injury prone is maybe a term we should do away with or be a little bit more careful of. Sometimes I worry that the implication is that like the player is soft. I think a lot of injuries that pro athletes and hockey players endure are just really bad luck. Cause I tell you what, he hasn't been a lead for very long. He hasn't played very many games in the uniform, but Matt Murray is not soft. That dude takes a beating every single game. He's this big guy, plays at the top of the crease, guys want to crowd in and he won't let them. He is willing to go to war every single night with whoever is crashing in front of that net. And to the Leafs credit, to all their players credit, they do a good job sort of crowding around him. And if there is a rebound, it's gonna be a battle to get to it. He's an agent of chaos, Matt Murray. He is. And I could see how Matt Murray could play for a team and it would go disastrously. I, I could absolutely see that. And I look at some of his numbers from when he was with Ottawa and let's not forget, he struggled a little bit at the end there with the Penguins too. I totally could see a situation where Matt Murray would have some bad streaks. But I also see why this guy's had so much playoff success. Like this is a goalie that succeeds in the muck. He loves it. He'll fight through traffic. He sacrifices his body. He's willing to do anything to get vaguely in front of the puck at least. And if the defense play a certain way in front of him, basically just help him out a little bit and clear the odd rebound or two, you got a really good chance of winning the game. Which leads us to questions. Can we feel relaxed about Matt Murray yet? Oh yeah, I, I've felt relaxed about Matt Murray for at least a couple weeks. If you weren't, if, if you still had some apprehension, this game should have done it, man. This game should have seriously done it. The last couple games should have done it. Oh wait, Children was in that last game. Are they just getting good goaltending? This is really odd. Dude, you have to understand. The Leafs' trio of goalies this year has been a European free agent, that's Eric Shelgren, Ilya Simsonov, who is a uh, Washington Capitals cast-off, and Matt Murray, a team that a divisional rival paid to get rid of with draft picks and retained salary as well. The Sens are paying Matt Murray. They're gonna be paying him next year too! 
Anyway, I'm relaxed with Matt Murray and Nett because it's not just that he looks like he feels comfortable. The team looks like they feel comfortable around him. Dude, the Mac Hollowell Toronto Maple Leafs have not lost a game. What's going to be really interesting is when we finally see a tandem of Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov for the first time in like December. Not a question, but from Maple Leafs PR, Maple Leafs D Mac Hollowell has recorded his first NHL point with an assist on Austin Matthews' first period goal in Detroit. There are many reasons why this is awesome and I could tell you all about them, but Kyle Cushman does a pretty good job. Mac Hollowell, undrafted in 2017, attends Leafs development camp. Drafted in 2018, fourth round by Toronto after a breakout season. Begins pro career in 2019 with the Newfoundland Growlers in the ECHL. Slowly works his way up the depth chart over the next three years, a long path to that first NHL point. And by the way, it should be mentioned that Mac Hollowell, yes, overlooked in his first draft eligible year in 2017, the Leafs pick him from the Sioux Greyhounds. So Dubas has this Sioux Greyhounds thing, but it very often works. It's still funny, but it does work, but it's funny, but it works. Another one that's not a question, but it should be pointed out. Mitch Marner is one game away from tying the Leafs franchise record for longest point streak. That's 18 games and it's tied. Daryl Sittler and Eddie Olchuk. Sittler set the record in 1978. Eddie Olchuk tied it in 1990. Marner was born in May of 1997. Who would you say is the most improved Leafs player over the last two weeks? Man, there's a lot of guys who could fit into that category. I, I don't really know if Matthews is fair, but on the back end, Justin Hall has looked pretty good. But Rasmus Sandin, like really pulled his season out of the depths like when the Leafs were a little healthier I thought he was flirting with getting scratched man he looked awful on that third pair now he's on the top power play running the thing and doing just fine playing like 20 minutes a night the Leafs are good right Rachel friggin I don't know man it really is a week by week day by day question with this team like I, I never know everyone's quick to point out oh they were bad in October last year and good in November last year well, what about the rest of the season? What about in the playoffs? Don't you tell me they're the exact same as last year. I don't want them to end up the same way as last year. Ask Jesse, why who so sad? Say it out loud and you'll get it. Why who so sad? Ah, 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 I get it. That's funny. Being mean to Jesse is funny. Permission to hop on the Leafs bandwagon? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Who, who do you cheer for? Let me just look at your Twitter. The Rangers? Like, like, you know where you guys ended up, right? The Rangers? I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, listen, I don't want to give you bad advice. I just, I've seen a lot. Here's my answer. You do what you want. You, that's it. You do what you want. Oh, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends that it's Monday. And on Mondays on SDPN, there's always a brand new Steve Dangle podcast and a brand new Chris Johnston show. I love the CJ show. If you haven't checked it out yet, you simply have to.